Hello, welcome to Found Sounds Podcast. My name is Paul Geis, I'm your host, and this month's featured artist is Monette Sudler and her uh, new album, Stay Strong. Uh, before we get started with Monette, I, I want to ask you all to take a look at our Patreon page. Um, if you go to patreon.com and search for Found Sounds, Found with the PH, uh, you'll find the page I have there. I've Two wonderful supporters, Max Honeg and Eric Case, my cousin. Um, Max is a keyboardist here in Philly. Um, and even if you're not interested in supporting financially, I'm curious to hear what folks think of the perks that I have there on the website and um, just what everyone's thoughts are. Um, you know, I'm trying something new here, and uh, I, I could certainly use feedback. Um, the... Uh, Eric and, and Max do get early access to the to the to the episode, so they get to hear it before everyone else. Um, that's where we are uh, with the perks right now. I'm certainly open to uh, finding different ways to to approach that and handle that. So if you have any thoughts, please let me know. Uh, now on to Monette. Uh, Monette's music reflects her diverse exposure and love of varied genres. Uh, her first recording was with the group Sounds of Liberation with Bayard Lancaster and Khan Jamal. Uh, her initial CDs as a leader were recorded with Steeplechase Records, uh, staying within the instrumental jazz genre with straight-ahead funky grooves on guitar and occasionally uh, her vocals. Um, later CDs on MSM Records and Discograph reflect a more eclectic blend of traditional contemporary jazz, soul, and poetry. Monette plays bass as well as lead guitar, drums, and various African string and percussion instruments. She's a prolific composer and songwriter and poet who has scored and arranged for various ensembles and configurations. Uh, many people in Philadelphia are familiar with Monette and her music. If you're not, you're in for a real treat uh, Monette is uh, a real treasure here in Philadelphia. Um, we're going to start the podcast by listening to a piece off of her, her record, Stay Strong. Uh, this is called Love is Peace Everlasting. And, um, I, I, you know, before we listen, I also want to make sure, take a look at Monette's website. She has a really nice shop on her website. Um, where you, you can buy her CD, and she also has some really nice merch. It's a really great way to support her. As always, I'll make sure that there's a link to her website in the show notes. Um, and without delay, we'll listen to a piece off of her record. This, this song is Love is Peace Everlasting. Enjoy. <laughs> Share your love unconditionally 
Thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, yes. My pleasure. What a beautiful piece of music that was. Thank you. You know, it, it gets even better because you play on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I faded it out a little early, but yeah, I, do, I did play a little melody for you there. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me do that. Absolutely. So, so that piece, what, what was the inspiration for writing that piece for you? Well, um, I think that love is, uh, is the catalyst for peace. Mm. And, you know, if more people realize that and kind of shared their love, uh, we'd all be in a better place. Mm. I agree. <laughs> Um, I I heard some new things there where I hear you singing a singing a lot on that, right? Yeah, you know this this CD is or album, whatever we're calling it these days, mm-hmm. uh, is it's definitely a different balance is between instrumental and vocal. Uh, I I am singing more on this than than I have in the past. Usually I sing maybe one song, mm-hmm. but. I think I maybe have about three or four in this one. Yeah, it's great to it's great to hear your voice. I'm glad, I, I love hearing uh, hearing artists share things that they they don't do quite as often. Um, yeah. You sound beautiful doing it, so it's it's good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the and you had mentioned while we were listening, you there's a little cha cha in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny when uh, when I first recorded it, and I, uh, you know how you come home and you got listen to the do the playback thing, and and um, I think it was right after like Aaron had put his piano part on, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of in the mirrors doing the cha cha, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I had yeah. to practice on my cha cha steps. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, there, I have so many questions for you because you've played with so many people. So, okay. uh, you know, I want to make sure we, we stick to the music that you're, you're releasing. Um, 
maybe we talk about some of the details of the release real quick before we get any, into anything else. Okay. The, na the name of the album and when you recorded it and that sort of thing. The name of the album is called Stay Strong. And I recorded uh, mostly last year. Uh, I did three songs actually the previous year. And so I just added them to the, uh, to this, to the project. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Stay Strong is really just about, yeah, well, each of us have something that we need to, to step up for and, and stay strong for. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it could be anything, you know, mm -hmm. um, but globally, we all have been in, in a place where we've needed to stay strong um, at the same time for the same thing because uh, yeah. of the pandemic and the lockdown and, um, you know, losing people. And it's just been uh, an enormous burden on, on the world. Yeah. So, and then the Black Lives Matter as well. And it's more specifically for that, but Sure. But it really covers everything. Right. The Can you talk more more about um your experience over the last year as an artist with um the George Floyd protests and the the pandemic in general what what you've experienced? Well, um it it was <laughs> I think it, it just, you know, being home, being locked down, uh, being my age, and, you know, I've lived through so many different cycles of this. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, you turn on the news and then you hear, you hear something else and something else, and it just, like, never ends. Uh, and I just got to a point where... Um, I had to do something, but so this was my way uh, of being an activist and, and contributing to the message um, that things need to change in the world. You know? and so this is, this is my message. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it. Um, I'm curious how if you used to play in a group called Sounds of Liberation. Yes. Did, was that activist music also? Yeah, to a certain extent, it definitely was. Um, you know, that, that time in itself was, you know, a time of activism and, um, you know, the last poets, the revolution will not be televised and, we had songs like Black Awareness and um, so, and they, we had a lot of um, like Black Arts Festivals and things like that. And mm -hmm. so it was all just about trying to uplift the culture in the Black community. Mm -hmm. for, for folks that don't know much about Sounds of Liberation, do you think you could share some? Yeah, Sounds of Liberation was a, a group that started the from Germantown, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. And 
the original group members of Kanjamal, myself, and Omar Hill, um, and B Billy Mills. And later on, Dwight James came into the group as a drummer. Um, uh, and then Byron Lancaster, he joined the group uh, as well, went out to saxophone. So we had a, we had a, uh, and Rashid Salam, he played the uh, congas as well. So we had a couple of mm -hmm. conga players from time to time. Cool. Um, what, you know, that, that, that group has started to get some, some like attention more recently. Um, so I guess I'm curious what, uh, your perspective, what, what's so special about that music? I mean, it might be a good time for people to press pause and go listen. Um, but yeah, you know, it's definitely, I mean, uh, we have, well, Max Ochester, he, he kind of, uh, brought us back to life, so to speak, uh, and released some music that we had in the can uh, that had never been put out. Mm. So, so that now that is available on Brewery Town. It's on Dogtown Records, which was uh, Byron Nankester's label. And, uh, but Brewery Town Beats is kind of the company that's, that it's under. Cool. So that so that activism is like a continuation for you, and it's really like pretty directly uh, realized in this next piece. Uh, Stop now! I can breathe. Right. Um, I mean, I think the the inspiration is pretty obvious. Um, but yeah. is there? <laughs> did you, Did you want to say anything before we have a listen? No. Okay. It speaks for itself. It does. <laughs>
Yeah, that that's a rough line there, right? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I feel it. It's uh you're telling the truth, right? Yes. Definitely. And I and I mean, I guess I I was like thinking about about this conversation and, and really, you know, black artists have been telling the truth for a long time and people haven't been listening, right? Yes. Yeah. So folks True. need to listen. Folks need to listen. Absolutely. <laughs> so it, it's almost, um, I don't know if the song should feel that good, you know, when I'm, with, with the message that I'm trying, <laughs> what I'm trying, I'm telling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the blues, right? Definitely. No doubt. That's one of the things I love about the blues is that there, there is like joy and, and pain in it at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and and you said you were playing bass on there too. Yeah, I'm playing bass too. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about some of the musicians that you recorded with? Oh yeah. So on uh, on that cut was Webb Thomas on drums, Philly Zone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Webb T. <laughs> And um, Jan Jeffries is playing percussion. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Graves, mm-hmm. piano player, played the piano and, and organ. Mm. Um, and Romando Santos, hey, with some background <laughs> vocals, and uh, Miriam Suzette Ortiz, nice, also did background vocals. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you have like ba- throughout the album you have a, a whole a whole crew of musicians. What what makes you pick a musician to to record with you? Are you are the I mean, I guess I I, I get, get the sense a lot of these people you have longer relationships with past this album. Yeah, absolutely. Um well, you know, like yourself and and Ramonda, we we all work together at the Clef Club, right? right. And Richard, right. And Richard Hill, Richard yeah. Hill plays bass on a, a couple other cuts. Cool. So, um, and he's playing upright, so mm. that, that's great. Yeah. And um, and Aaron Graves and and Adam Falk also played keyboard on on about three three songs. And now I, I have been working with them for many years. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, am I missing? Uh, Gerald Veasley, who I've also known for many, many years. And uh, so he was really gracious enough to come and jam with us. Nice. On, on, uh, on a couple of the jazz tunes, I said, I have to do at least couple of jazz, like really jazz pieces, you right. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so he, he came and uh, and played on, on two pieces. And uh, uh, and also uh, Chico Freeman played that tenor saxophone on, on a couple of pieces. So I was very happy to have him as well. Great. Uh, and Byron Landon played drums. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, a couple of different groups. Mm-hmm. That played on on different songs. So. Cool. Yeah. Is there um, 
So you mentioned the Clef Club. We, you know, you teach at the Clef Club, and I know you have some of your own private students. Um, like, I'm curious, and, and a lot of the people who are on the record are also educators. So I'm curious if, um, if your work, like what you write, interacts with your teaching at all, or if, it, if, it goes, if there's any back and forth there with inspiration. Um, hmm. not real. Well, you know, the students, they, uh, uh, the ensembles, they inspire me constantly. Me too. You know, because they're just so, uh, they're incredible. They really yeah. are. And yeah. I, I enjoy them. Especially, I enjoy the finished products. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. We just had a recital like a week and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes getting to that point drives me crazy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as I told the several people, uh, I said, I'm about to pull my hair out. I said, but they never let themselves down. You know what I mean? They always step up. <laughs> yeah. And I don't say they don't let me down, but they don't let themselves down. And that's the right. important part. Yeah, so it's great to hear always, hear young people putting out such energy and emotion at such a young age. Absolutely, and and the parents are really committed as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I appreciate that because you know towards the end I was on the phone with a couple of parents and they were they were helping me make that last little push. You know, <laughs> we need yeah, parents' help is crucial. Absolutely. Um. Well, before we um, play, listen to the last piece, I wanted to talk about Grover Washington. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I, have a, I don't know how long we want to go. I have a whole list of things that I could ask you about, but I was curious about some of your time with Grover. Um, you know, some folks in the jazz community get down on like the, quote, smooth sound or whatever, but his music to me is just so based in the blues, it, it's, uh, it's right in there with everything else. Yeah, he had the, uh, he really liked really strong grooves, you know, mm-hmm. it was, and he played hard and, uh, he, you know, he played for the people, really. Mm-hmm. And that was really important. I think the longest gig I did with him was at the Blue Note in in, uh, in New York. And and so many different people came out there. You know, I think I met Isaac Hayes, and I, I met so many people that week. Because wow. <laughs> wow. they would just all come, just you know, because everybody loved Grover, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that was that was exciting. I, I think Grover was in that band, Papa Batista and Sid Sid Simmons. Mm. Um, and I, oh well, his brother I think was playing drums. Daryl, Daryl Washington. Yeah. Mm, cool. So this is one time. I got one more group to ask you about, and that's okay. the, that's the Change of the Century Orchestra. Ooh, which one? That's what it's like. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because uh, the first one uh, we did at uh, McGonagall Hall. What hall was that? McGonagall Hall on Temple's Temple's campus. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we did another one at uh, Fort Mm W.H.Y.Y. 
and then we did the one in Berlin, which the one that uh, Love and Hot Love was uh, associated with that one. Who was in that group? Well, the the, the core players were um, myself, Khan, Sonny Murray, Odin Pope, mm. um, Fired, um, In one, we had Leon Thomas, we had uh, uh, Reggie Workman, we had Gracia um, uh, McClure, the third. Um, oh man, it, it was just a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I, ha- I haven't Tyrone heard. Brown played one year. Okay. I haven't heard any of this yet. Is it, is it recorded somewhere? They did make a recording of the uh, Berlin concert. Mm-hmm. And I have like an old funky tape of the very first one. Uh, so like cassette? <laughs> no, it, it's uh, this, what is it, the seven inch reel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So oh, wow. I need to get it digitized. Cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but they do have a, because I told Love it, I said, I found this CD. They they recorded from Berlin and they put it out. So, yeah. Wow. It's not the whole concert, but it's it's a good chunk of it. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So we're coming to a close and I have this little, I do this like little double time section thing as, at the end, just like to get some quick questions through to see uh, see what your answers are. They should be easy. I hope they're easy. And any, anything you don't like, we could just edit out. Okay. <laughs> so what's your favorite venue to play? My favorite venue, uh, my favorite venue in Philly would be uh, uh, the Franklin Institute when they had the uh, the planetarium. Oh. Yes. yes. Um, what about your dream? Do you have a dream venue to play? A dream venue? I, I don't have a dream venue. That's fair. Yeah. If yeah. you were to pick an actor to play you in the movie, who would it be? If Say that again? If you were to pick an actor to play you in a movie, who would it be? To play me? Yeah. Oh, snap. Uh, I don't know. I really like Viola Davis. She's a, she's good. She's a banging actor. At, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever she does, man, she just gives it all in. She's yeah, all in. She's great. And yeah. if you could share dinner with mu- one musician throughout history, who would it be? Share dinner? Ooh. Betty Carter. Oh, Betty Carter. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. If you, and if you could play with one musician throughout history, who would it be? Oh. Mm. Well, let's see. I don't know. I still want to play with Buster Williams. Mm. So he's still uh, around, right? Yeah. So it's on my next list for the next CD. <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is my next dream group with the uh, Buster, uh, Odin, and and um, Doug Karn. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Now, so this so, podcast. I guess- Oh, sorry. I cut you off. That's no, right. Okay. 
we're, you know, we're here to promote your music, but if are there, you know, I have a question here, if there's any other musicians in Philly that you feel like are, you know, unsung heroes of, of the Philly music scene that you wish people were listening to more. Hmm. Uh, there's, there's just so many people, you know, like, um, Michelle Beckham. Mm. Um, she's just a brilliant vocalist, you know, and I don't think she ever really got her, you know, what she deserves on that level. Cause I, I just remember her when she just came out of Berkeley and you know what I mean? She was just always exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that I can think of, but she came to mind. Michelle Beckham. Okay. Today. Yeah. Cool. I got homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I asked you to take a listen to some of Micah's music. And I guess I was like, you know, I know Micah. I don't know if you were teaching at the Clef Club when Micah was there, but, you know. Yeah, he was in my ensemble, a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. What do you what do you hear in Micah's music now? Oh man, he's just just blown up. He's just you know, and, and that that trip he took to uh to Europe, that was like he found his home, you know, and yeah. found his voice. Um so I, I'm loving his new music and it kind of reminds me of Esperanza Spalding a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think uh I don't know if it's just the tone of the, the vocalist, but, but really the music as well. Yeah, I hear that. kind of has that feel to it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so if people, what's the, what's the best way to support you? If people want to buy, buy this new album and, or buy any merch, what, what's a good place for them to find you? Well, they could go to my website, monettesublermusic.com. That's M-O-N-N-E-T-T-E. Cool. Yeah, we'll put a, um, we'll put a link in the show notes so it'll be easy for everyone to find. Okay, and so the, yeah, they, they can get the merchandise there, and also the link for uh, the webinar, which will have passed by the time this airs. Oh, but yeah. um, but everything will be on is on Spotify, all the digital platforms, mm-hmm. and you could buy a hard copy if you like. Yeah, well, that makes the most money when you buy the hard copy. You know it. <laughs> That's right. Cool. So we're going to listen to one more piece. And this one has, is a little more like straight ahead jazz feel, right? Yes. Is that right? And who's on this one? This is On a Line. On a Line. Uh, this is Richard Hill on bass, mm-hmm. Adam Falk on keyboards, and Webb Thomas on drums. Cool. Here we go.
All right. That's our podcast this month. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, big thank you to Monette for for coming on. Uh, I just, you know, she's uh, someone I just respect so much as a musician. So for for her to come on with this podcast that I'm just getting off the ground is uh, it's really, uh, really special. Um, be sure to check out Monette's website for CDs and merch and... Be sure to take a look at our social media pages for Found Sounds. You can uh, press that like button. You can share our content. And if you're feeling extra supportive, you can go over to our Patreon page and become a supporter there. Um, next month, we have Molly Ducast. Molly is a violinist and a producer. Uh, she has... Uh, Molly's just super talented. She's got a really wide range of music that she's making and you know she plays straight ahead jazz but she's also doing some really uh, creative and interesting things as a producer in a more like r&b genre and she's mixing her violin and and with that also um i think molly's a great musician so i'm excited to share her music with you uh see you next month <laughs>